Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to transform your life and your business. Here is your host, Rick Hyland, and this is CI for Life. Okay, welcome to another CI for Life podcast. Excited about this one. We're talking uh, January 2021. We're talking about goals. Surprise, surprise. And we're going to do some practical application on real life learnings from last year and goals and plans for next year. And so I've got two special guests with me today that I'm very excited about, Jill Christensen and my brother, Darren Hyland. So both of you, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay, let's jump right in. And uh, what I'd love for you to do before we jump into talking goals and lessons learned, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your personal backgrounds and history for the listeners to kind of get context to how you're going to share during the next 30 minutes. So, uh, Darren, why don't you start? Great, thanks. Well, my early history was the same as yours, and as much as we grew up in the same household with the same parents and and uh, had that shared experience. But I'm a, a medical doctor, a critical care physician. And I think the relevant anecdote from my personal history is I've been involved in a lot of uh, clinical interactions with people who arrive at a later stage in life, um, having you know, not optimized their health and wellness experience having not really been aware of what they were doing to their bodies or to their minds and thus, uh, you know, a lot of disease that, you know, could have been prevented had life been lived a bit differently. Or another aspect of that is the clinical decision-making we make where I'm now collaring a family member to make life and death decisions for a critically ill patient. Um, then they suffer tremendously the stress and anxiety of that kind of decision-making, which again, had they been thinking ahead and planning ahead a little bit differently, they could have prevented that. So I come at this, you know, space of goal setting from, you know, if I could do things differently, if I think ahead and plan ahead, I could maybe, you know, arrive at a better place in later life. Mm, I love that. And then that's why I wanted you on this podcast today. So our second guest is our <laughs> dear friend and uh, longtime neighbor, Jill Christensen. Jill, why don't you share some of your history and background with us? Hi, yes. Thanks for having me. Um, my name is Jill Christensen. I have been a massage therapist and I've owned my own practice for over 11 years. And my history with goal setting, I used to not like it. I thought it was restricting and I just hated how everyone would like, including myself, would just beat yourself up when you didn't hit a goal. So then I just thought it was like self-deprecating and I was just like, what's the point of goals? And so there was a year when I decided to not, my goal was to not make any goals for the whole year. And it ended up being the dumbest floater year ever. There's no progression whatsoever. Um, like seriously, nothing significant happened in my life at all that whole year. And so then like reflecting back on the year, I was like, oh, okay, maybe there is actually something to this goal setting. <laughs> um, and now I'm very much into the law of attraction and yeah. So I see, I come at the goal setting now from the view of the universe can't bring to you what you want if you don't know what you want. So I use goal setting um, to be very clear and definitive about what it is that I want. So that way I can then start to do the spiritual, the emotional and the physical work to bring that into my life and make it happen. 
Mm, well said. And I'm so glad you're no longer in that nothing year. <laughs> it was actually you who changed that. So <laughs> <laughs> very good, Jill and Darren. Thanks for the introductions. Again, super excited to have you. So for the listeners, we're going to, this is a real life goal application exercise. We've been talking about eight steps for goal success and teaching a process. This is more about Okay, so what are our real learnings from last year? And hopefully that inspires your learnings or to finish your learnings if you haven't. And also to inspire you on to share some real life goals and examples and how to set goals and any goal insights that we have that we want to share. So I hope this is super inspiring for you to, it's never too late to uh, uh, identify more goals. It doesn't have to be on January 1 or January 7th or March 7th. So why don't we get into it and I'll start. Let's go. and do some quick learnings from 2020. And we all know of all the changes uh, in uh, 2020, but I'll just list three or four learnings here. And then Darren and Jill, I'd love to hear yours. But the first one I'll mention is is more in the community I live here in in Salt Lake City, or more specifically in Draper, Utah. Um, And I won't go through every individual case, but there was some significant adversity in health and death and life situations uh, in our neighborhood. And I was so inspired by people's response with love and acceptance and service. And it inspired some of my goals for 2021 that I'll talk about later in the podcast. But I just wanted to start with that one. The second one I just wanted to mention as far as a learning for uh, and then an example of it is uh, people's ability to embrace change. And COVID and uh, the unrest and everything that happened, uh, I was just super inspired. And I'm, I'm thinking specifically now about my daughters and daughters-in-law and many people that chose to homeschool or online school and all the extra work that that took and uh, going the extra mile to, um, you know, do the best with that that they could. And it was very inspiring to me and a great lesson watching people do that. And now I'll personalize a couple lessons here uh, at the final bit of my part. I I got reinforced again, the importance of deliberate practice. One of my big lessons uh, lessons almost every year is uh, it's not just good enough to work hard or practice. It's important to do the right kind of practice. Because if you're just practicing, my golf game is one example. My dear golf buddy is Jill's dad, Brian. And, um, you're not practice is one thing and you're not going to get much better. And still you start practicing the right swing, the right tempo, the right approach and uh, getting insights from experts and coaches this year significantly helped my golf game. The other one from a business perspective is um, the expert advice I got from the, uh, my, the financial advisors that I use and specifically in this case, the stock market advisors I use, And I have mentioned them and who on uh, the previous podcasts, but uh, with the combination of expert advice and deliberate uh, work and practice, um, I'm a big believer that, you know, any habit can be strengthened. I may not be Tiger Woods ever or even (laughs) close, but uh, we're in the game of continuous improvement, not perfection. So uh, one of those big lessons for me was, again, deliberate practice, expert practice, um, not just hard work and practice. The last one I'm going to mention, this maybe is not as, um, well, let me just say it and and I'll I'll, uh, I'll let people think about this one. But the 
the importance of making your goals intentional. Um, and I just had a specific example of this the other day. I was setting my 2021 goals and I, I wanted to um, increase my uh, service or random act of kindness practice, both at home and in the community in which I live. And um, the day I put that out on my Facebook group, uh, the Crush Your Goals Facebook group, and made that public intention, uh, the very next day, uh, Orly Wabi, uh, the president of Project Life Vest, in Project Life Vest Inside, or uh, kind the Kindness Boomerang Boomerang Project, uh, approached me about doing a podcast together, and we just actually did it this morning. So, this idea of making uh, strong intentions. Um, and then, um, and, and this kind of fits into what Jill, what you were talking about, um, he, that it can really help you uh, navigate your path. Things will be attracted to you. You will be attracted and aware of things that you weren't before. So anyhow, I know I'm rambling on there, but those were four lessons. Um, Darren, why don't you uh, start off? What were some of your lessons learned from last year? Yeah, thanks, Rick. Um I, I think I have one major lesson, but is illustrated by two uh, very different anecdotes. Okay. And just building off of one of your lessons learned about getting expert advice, one of my goals in 2020 was to build out a dimension to uh, a, a business that I'm developing called Planwell Guide. And and so, you know, I had that mapped out on a Gantt chart with different pieces and timelines and dependencies and and um, and things things were going okay from a project management point of view uh, to spare you all the gory details seven months into this and fifty thousand dollars later I pulled the plug uh, on the project because of low quality work by one of the um, people I had engaged to to do that piece of work so in essence it was a business failure it was a failure to achieve, you know, one of my major uh, life goals was the development of this this project, and, and so upon reflection, um, you know, I I, I discovered a, a very important learning that I was a little naive in thinking that I knew enough by myself to navigate this this ship, and and so if you recall, brother Rick, I actually engaged you in a conversation yep. a few months back seeking yep. your advice and counsel. And I engaged a number of other people um, seeking their you know, wisdom, advice, strategic thinking. And, and so the lesson learned for me there was um, I've, I've got to rely on others. I've got to involve others. I've got to effectively involve other expert advisors on guiding me in this process. Um, and, and so that's, that's one you know, illustration of setting a goal and failing, but learning from the experience. And, and let me um, turn it around and give you another positive uh, experience from setting goals in 2020. Uh, January 1st of last year, my wife and I decided that we would start intermittent fasting, which means yeah. we only eat two meals a day and, and we're, we're fasting for 18 hours a day. We also made some adjustments in healthy eating. So they're eating less sugar, less animal-based uh, products. And I set a goal to lose 35 pounds. I wanted to get my body mass index down to 24. And not that I was you know, you know, very obese at the time, but I lost 35 pounds through a time you know, during COVID when most people <laughs> 
you know, uh, because of the circumstances were gaining weight. And, and so I was very you know, happy mm. with myself there. And if you reflect on, well, what were the key things that helped me, you know, make that shift to change my eating uh, habits, it, it had to, again, relate to going inside myself and trying to understand, well, what, why, why was I behaving the way I was behaving? Why was I eating the way I was eating? What were the attitudes or belief systems that were perpetuating, you know, my eating behaviors and, you know, coming, coming to an understanding of those that, no, I can't keep living this lie that, you know, having a high BMI is, is healthy. I, I'm not healthy. I'm at risk for increased mortality and diabetes if I continue, you know, in this pathway and, you know, truly facing yourself for the reality of the life you're living you know, was a motivation for me, you know, coming to that understanding of what my future might look like if I continue on this path was motivating for me to make a change. And so my key learnings from 2021 was the importance of reflection, the importance of going inside yourself and trying to understand, you know, what are the things driving your current, you know, behaviors, be they positive in the one instance or negative in the other, the, there's there's learning in that space if we understand why things are working or aren't working um, for us as we set goals. And so I take that into 2021 uh, as well, you yeah, know, just setting goals in the future. Very so powerful. That, yeah, I hope that was helpful. Yeah, thank you for sharing both the positive and the negative there and that we can learn from both and um, looking inside. But then also, as you mentioned, in both cases, getting expert advice, uh, you know, and, and I still remember the article you passed on to us about intermittent fasting. And that's why Cheryl and I picked it up for the year as well. And that was one of our successes. So I love this idea of uh, really spending time internally pondering, thinking, connecting on what are we learning and what's the reality of what we really need to do. And then we don't have to figure this out on our own. We've got experts around us. And they're different experts, you know, for physical and health, it's one and for financial, it's another and for, you know, emotional, it's a different, you know, and so we can get these insights from people and get help from friends, families, experts to help us with our goals. And that's a, that's a huge underline those very important points you just mentioned. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, Jill Christensen, your learnings from last year. Perfect. My word for last year was clean. And so I just kind of made a list of things that I wanted to clean up. And one of them was my eating. And so I too, because I always joke, like a lot of people were gaining the COVID-19, but I also was able to lose the COVID-19. <laughs> I was able to lose about 20 pounds. Um, awesome. And I was just doing more like just using food as fuel instead of like entertainment or like emotional support or anything, just trying to focus it on fuel. And then when the virus came around, like in March and April and stuff, I started eating cleaner because then the, my motivation was to keep my vibrations high in my body. So yeah. that way I would be less susceptible to viruses and stuff. So that really helped add a why to that. Yeah. And then one of my other ones to clean up was the finances. And I was able to, um, I like, yeah, I'm trying to think how to explain this. So I have 
like in my bookkeeping, I always have like what my personal high is like over to the corner and like a little box on my spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. And for years, like maybe like once a year, like I'll kind of up it or something like that, but it didn't change a lot, but sometimes it kind of would. But then this year, every single month, that number was updating. So I was able to beat a personal best on income every single month, which wow. is a huge blessing, especially with COVID and like the pandemic and the shutdown and everything being a massage therapist, owning my own business, but it actually worked because every month I just kind of would assess like who was coming in, how were they coming in? And then just keep focusing on that type of marketing and stuff like that. And one of my insights was um, with that Nelson Mandela quote that you put in your slides for that last one was, Mm -hmm. I never lose, I either win or learn. And I was kind of bugged by that quote because I'm like, no, you actually never win or lose. You just learn because you can win from learn, like you can learn from your winning strategies as well. I feel his quote implies that you only learn from what doesn't work, but that's not true because how I grew my business um, looking back, I actually doubled my income almost to the dollar. Mm-hmm. My January to my December is double. And it was because I was learning from how I was winning. So like what was working and then I just kept. Oh, I love that, Jill. Yeah, you just went quiet there for a second. So let me jump in. Um, yeah, that whole idea. And I, I forget who actually several people have said this, but success can be the biggest roadblock to further success, uh, to Jill's point of the importance of learning as Darren's point illustrated, both from your successes and your failures. And some people do get complacent when they win and they don't learn from it. So it sounds like Jill, you really dug in and understood why you were starting to win and uh, doubled your efforts in those areas. Uh, Jill, are you back? Yes. Okay, sorry, I was just uh, underlining your point there. Any other yeah, learnings from last year? Um, no, I honestly, like, because of the pandemic and everything, 2020 was unlike any other year. So it really did make me, it didn't, I wasn't able to be complacent. I really had to, like, step up in every single month, just reassess, see where I needed to pivot, and just really be proactive every single month. Instead of just seeing, like, what came to me, I really got more aggressive and just, like, went out and, like, got it and brought it. Yeah, no, I love it. I and I love your theme for the year and how you pulled that together. Clean. Clean up <laughs> it was a good one. Finances. That that was well, well said. Okay, uh, team, let's start to move on to 2021 Rick? thinking about Rick? the future. And Rick? I want to talk about uh, some goals in the future and uh, maybe if you could ar- help us articulate some of the hows and, and I'll get going. I'll start here. I've put these out on my Facebook group and other places. Uh, my four uh, starting goals, I'm calling it a 30-day challenge on um, our Facebook uh, uh, group site called Crush Your Goals. And the four are read nonfiction every day. That uh, doesn't include my uh, personal scripture study. Number two is uh, random acts of kindness every day. And I want to find different people and different things and ways and really learn there. Uh, Number three, I'm going to beat the stock market for the month and every day. And then number four, plant-based eating. And uh, I think Darren's already talked about that a little bit, but that one's a new one for us. And so Cheryl and I committed. We started actually yesterday, uh, plant-based eating, and um, it's been very exciting. And I'll maybe talk a little bit about how on that one. Um, So it, it began with research again and getting expert insights. 
one of our doctor friends, Dr. Darren Allred, forwarded on some research on Alzheimer's and plant-based eating and the benefit thereof. And I think I've talked before on a podcast that our mother suffers from Alzheimer's. And so uh, I do have a why and a motivation to think about plant-based eating. And so it started with research. It, 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 then it was became a commitment. And then we, uh, I've got uh, friends and family that are giving us so many uh, recipes and insights on how to eat that way because it was a little, uh, to be honest, overwhelming uh, to um, not only cut out meat, but then dairy and anything with a face, basically. And, um, and so we're, you know, instead of finding cheese with milk replacements, uh, figuring out what sauces and things can go on, vegetables, et cetera. And so anyhow, we're down that path. We got tremendous insights uh, from several people into what to eat, how to eat, recipes, even how to shop uh, and where to shop. Um, and so that all what goes into the how and uh, so far so good as far as that goal. So anyhow, so those are some of my intentions and commitments, particularly to get January and 2021 uh, started out fast. So I'll, I'll stop there. And Jill, do you want to uh, lean in and kind of talk about maybe one or two of your goals and, and uh, some yeah. of your pounds. Yeah. And I can talk about the process of my how. Okay. So my word for this year is self-care. Okay. And I broke that down. Like in my journal, I just wrote like physical, mental, and spiritual. And then I brainstormed like a good paragraph for each of those three categories. And then with your inspiration of the 30 day goals, I made a page for physical, a page for mental and a page for spiritual. And then I wrote down every single month for each of those. And then, so for Jan, so each month, I'm just going to come up with a 30 day goal for that category for self-care. Um, according to like my brainstorm paragraph, I'll kind of pick something that I want to work on. And so for physical, um, I want to drink less soda. And so the positive like aspect of that would be to drink more water. And so an actionable item that I want to do for 30 days is carry a water bottle with me at all times. Mm -hmm. And I actually started doing that last Monday and it really is working. It's convenient because <laughs> I don't do well with like measuring, like drink a gallon every day. Like that's not going to yeah. work for me. So, yeah. and then with mental, um, I do sometimes stress a little bit like being self-employed and being the single income household um, with finances. And so I, cause I was able to build up a pretty good savings account last year. And then at the end of the year, I paid off one of my debts a year early, which was awesome. But then it kind of made my savings account go down and I'm like, Oh, kind of panicking again. So I'm like, okay, I see the security and the mental stability that that provides me of having a really good savings account. And so my 30 day actionable item is add a thousand dollars to my savings account. And that's for my mental category. Okay. And then for spiritual, um, to increase my relationship with God, my 30 day actionable item is to have a really genuine morning prayer every single day. Cause my goal, my overall goal for my spiritual category is to develop a morning routine. And so each month I think I'm just going to add in one thing to like have as a morning routine. And so I'm starting out with a morning prayer and I am a yellow personality. And so things have to be fun or I'm not going to do them. And so for my add a thousand dollars to my savings account, 
I made one of those, like I just got a poster board and I drew like a temperature gauge on it. And then I made the markings. So there's like $125, $250, all the way up to a thousand. And so every time I add money to my jar or I transfer money to my savings account, I can like fill in the temperature gauge. I can color it in and keep track. And so I had to make it fun and trackable because <laughs> I'm not going to do it if it's not fun. So. That is so awesome, Jill. I mean, you've got so many good principle, goal-setting principles in there, including specific and measurable, breaking it down to something actionable, something that you like to do and that fits for you, like the water bottle versus eight cups a day or whatever, and then add some fun and visuality into it. So yeah, you've crushed it there. Okay, well done. All right, uh, Dr. Darren, what uh, would you add? What are you thinking about for 2021? Yeah, I'd like to go back and just add something based on what Jill's been saying too, okay. though, before I jump into 2021. I, I loved it when she talked about um, food as a fuel for yeah. her 2020 goals. And it reminded me that one of the keys to my success in 2020 was reminders. Um, you know, a lot of people start a goal in January and then fizzle out quickly, but I put a lot of things in place in my environment to remind me of my, not only my goal, but my motivations. Um, so for example, I, you know, created a list of pros and cons and I put it on my mirror in my bedroom. And right below that, I wrote this following quote, food is a fuel for my aging cells and not a treatment for my mood disorder and nor an entitlement because I exercise regularly. So I like that's, so that's me, you know, challenging my um, disturbed belief system that used to think that I could treat my mood disorders with food or that I felt oh, because I exercise, you know, I can eat whatever. And yeah. uh, also a recognition that I'm, I am aging, I am getting older. And, and so I need to, to treat those aging, particularly my brain cells better if I expect a, a better outcome. So I just, I just wanted to ping off what Jill was talking about to um, bring in this concept of reminders to help us sustain activity over the year uh, to, so that we're more successful with our goals. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, sorry, Darren, did you have a... Uh, no, I was going to go on to 2021, but if you wanted to react to that. Yeah, I ahead. just wanted to react to that one because I, I think you just nailed it. In, in your reminders or reinforcements, uh, make it visual, make it something that you see every day, whether it's your journal, your mirror, your computer, your phone, whatever it is. And then also, I love what you did with pros and cons. And then you came up with uh, reminders or solutions or reinforcements about both areas of deficiency or both areas, you know, whether it be mood or excuses, we might call them, or exercise. Because yeah. how many of us, particularly when we're younger, think, okay, I, I exercise so I can eat whatever I want. And uh, raise your hand if you're guilty. Um, <laughs> and uh, so you've attacked or come up with uh, rebuttals, if you will, or strategies to mitigate both um, issues or, uh, you know, opportunities for improvement. So I really, really like what you shared there. So thank you for that. Okay, go ahead. 2021. Yeah. And so a, a, a bit more about process of setting goals for me is it, it's maybe a diff, bit different than some. Um, I, I don't really use January 1st as a chance to set sort of New Year's goals um, but more of doing it as a life review and seeing what adjustments need to be made. And I have a kind of a, a guidebook or a journal where I keep track on 20 different aspects of my life that I review quarterly. 
And from there I derive, you know, what adjustments do I need to make? And so for right now in January, 2021, uh, I'm suffering a little bit from COVID induced <laughs> changes. Um, okay. I've, I've lost weight, but I have also lost access to a gym. And so I'm a, a fraction of the man that I used to be. And I, I need to do something different with respect to resistance training um, and building back up muscle mass so that again, long-term I'm, I don't end up frail and, and decrepit like so many of patients that I observe. And so my goal is daily resistance training with the exception of, of Sunday. And process-wise, I've identified four activities that I will engage in at least one of those every day. And I'm using a habit tracker app to track my performance and be able to report and share that with, with my um, accountability partners. So the only other... Um, a goal that I'll share or that I set for myself that again emerged from this process of living under COVID for the last 10 months and in the last month being totally restricted to my house is my social relationships are suffering uh, and, and so I need to be more proactive in reaching out to friends more proactive in working on my marriage which should be my primary you know social uh, support and strength and so I've got a plan there to um, review relationships regularly and, and again, define those adjustments. And with my wife, we've set a goal to spend Mondays, you know, studying Spanish, Fridays, cooking veg. And um, we, we did a diagnostic tool uh, over the, the holidays that helped identify additional educational, you know, things we want to read or learn more about in our marriage that will help our marriage. And then we'll, we'll, we'll spend time listening to podcasts and discussing those through the week. And then we'll make in 12 weeks from now, we'll, we'll just reevaluate where that's at. So again, it's not a long, it's not a year long process. It's a, a shorter process with a built in reevaluation. Re yeah. I love that. It's not just reliant on January 1st that you, with your yeah. system. And it sounds like Jill's as well. You can do this any time of year. In fact, you have to, if you're going to get the reinforcement and the reminders it, it, it needs to even tie in monthly and weekly, as you know. But yeah, I love that it's not uh, tied in just to January 1. So Darren, do you mind sharing what was what's the app you chose and why for tracking? Because I know this is a big issue for people on how to make it as convenient and simple to track your uh, some of your goals. Uh, so I, I don't have any prior experience with them. I'm using Strides, which okay. I picked up off you. Um, yeah. I, I, I sent you a link with, you know, tw people's 20 different options out there, but yeah. I'm, I'm just starting out with this as again, as one of my goals this year was to use a habit tracking app. And so I picked one and we'll work with it and, but I'm not married to it. I'm, I may change if I find something better. Yeah. I'm, I'm anxious to hear how that goes and we can get feedback to this community of learners and goal setters and CI people. Um, and I did put in the um, last video I put out, on our channel, uh, that link to find uh, somebody's rating on the top 15 apps. Uh, Jill, how do you track performance? Uh, is it is it journal? Is it computer? Is it phone? I mean, it sounds like you're tracking finances for sure and, and some other things. Um, a little bit of all of it. It just kind of depends on the specific goal. Like for my water drinking and my daily prayer, I bought just from the dollar store, uh, just a little cheap paper calendar. And then I bought some Marvel superhero stickers and I get to put a sticker on each day that I drink water. And then I bought stars. So every day that I do my prayer, I get to like put a sticker on a calendar. Gotta be fun, Jill. 
Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So I look forward to like putting on the sticker or like coloring in my temperature gauge. And so it like motivates me to do my goal for the day. <laughs> never too big for stickers and uh, too important for check marks. Yeah. It I, absolutely I, works no, for me. Oh, I love it. Uh, tingles. Yeah. Okay, gang. Invaluable insights. Let me give you each a, a last time to share. And maybe is there any other process insights or goal insights that you'd like to share on this podcast today? Darren, why don't you go first? Um, I, I think what my anecdotes earlier illustrated is what I call that, you know, inside out approach to goal setting. Mm-hmm where maybe historically, I, and I was guilty of this too, you know, goal setting was all about, well, where do I want to be a year from now or 12 weeks from now or whatever in my life, you know, and then what's the path to get me there where you were inconsiderate of, well, how did you actually arrive where you're at today? How did you arrive where you're 30 pounds, 35 pounds overweight? Um, and so before, you know, charging off in a particular direction to try and narrow the gap between where you want to be and where you are, I think it it behooves people to just think a little more deeply about you know what's inside them, their belief systems, their motivations, um, and, and particularly false belief systems that people ascribe to that perpetuate uh, behaviors that you know aren't getting the results that they want, and those are what, what need to be attacked. And I illustrated that with the thing I wrote on my mirror, right? Because if I think I can eat anything I want. Um, or if I think that I can use food as a treatment for my emotional problems, I, d- despite what my intentions are, despite me wanting to lose weight and change my eating habits, it won't work, you know, unless I change from the inside out. And that requires perhaps um, new skills or skills that people perhaps haven't really refined, you know, self-insight and self-honesty and self-examination and reflection and, and, and so that should be a big part of people's approach to goal setting, I guess, would be my, my, my final insight. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll just offer a tool to people if they're struggling. I think people hopefully are uh, nodding their heads saying, yeah, that really makes sense. How do I do that? And I like your pro-con example to really just journal and brainstorm, you know, the pros and cons uh, to what I'm challenged with or what I'm trying to improve on. Another simple tool it's come from the business world is just a real simple SWOT analysis that forces you to think through in the inside out approach strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats so what are the strengths given this the goal or, or issue or opportunity that i'm looking to improve on what are my weaknesses and as darren's used the word belief systems around that what are my opportunities to improve and then what's the threat or roadblock that may stop me? And I think that'll get you exactly to where Darren got on mood and exercise and his paradigm and, and beliefs around that. So anyhow, that's just a, a simple tool to get at what Darren's talking about with this inside out approach. Brother, anything else on that? I love that insight. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I'll leave it at that. Uh, okay. Thank you. Uh, Jilly, last uh, insights and thoughts. Yeah. Um, with last year, I just had like my word. And so every now and then I'd kind of check in to see how I'm doing with it, like what more I could do, blah, blah, blah. But I didn't ever make specific actionable goals or items with them. And so I love this idea, like the inspiration of the 30 day goals. So now I'm going to have 12 30 day goals in each of my categories for self care. Um, Because it's just like that quote, you can't hit a target, you can't see, you can't see a target that doesn't even exist. And so 
I just love this idea of like being more specific on my actual goals that I'm going to do. And I can focus on them for just 30 days because that's not overwhelming. And then the next month I can just reassess, see where I need to pivot, what I need to add and just reassess every 30 days. Yeah, I would say overwhelming and discouragement are two of the biggest tools not to accomplish your goals. And so both of you have talked about ways and means, including connecting to your why or your inside out approach, including to make it simple and fun and actionable to overcome discouragement um, and uh, setbacks. So invaluable insights today, Jill and Darren. I'm so glad you were able to take the time out today to share these insights and uh, hope you have a great day and a great week. And again, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. This has been another CI for Life podcast. Until next time, live a life of sustainable, continuous improvement. Goodbye.